Bueno, comenzamos, seguimos y continuamos con The Zing, esta cuarta temporada en un nuevo set lleno de arte, de propósito, de música, de cultura, de belleza. And uh, today I have a very special guest, which she mostly speaks English, así que no se me pongan enojados porque más habla un poquito de inglés, pero va a valer la pena cada palabra que va a decir. She is super talented and incredible because at her young age, she has actually found a way to find purpose and uh, to create that uh, purpose into that insatiable vocation to service. I am honored to have Dre, Drea Lopez, Andrea <laughs> Lopez Martinez. Thank you for having me. And welcome to the Zing. <laughs> Muchas gracias. Bueno, toda esa comunidad maravillosa que, que, que tenemos aquí en The Zing, que hoy van a, a abrir un poco esas mentes y, y absorber toda esta belleza y todo este amor y toda esta energía que tú irradias en el idioma inglés. Thank you. I'm ready. English. English 101 here for all our community that we love you, love you, love you so much. We can enjoy every second of everything this amazing human being has to say. So, Dre, how are you? You're in Miami now, right? I am in Miami Are we now. sure we're in Miami? Because all this scenery takes me to a whole other place. Yeah, but it's great, beautiful artwork. Um, I am in Miami right now, although I live in Madrid currently. But I spent the summer here with my family because I'm originally from here, born and raised. Born and raised in Miami. Those are very rare species. Very rare species. The Miamians, for sure, 100% 305 people. <laughs> are you a Marlin fans, a Heat fans, or no? Heat really fan, for sure. See? Yes, but it's because I grew up with that in my house with my sibling, was my brother, and currently my boyfriend is also a very big fan of the Heat, so... Yeah. Baseball, basketball, basketball the Dolphins, sure. not really. <laughs> and you know, we're, I'm Latin and I love soccer. And here it's like all the co culture for football. So it's like mm -hmm. when you say football, it's a completely different, like it's a word that I really don't understand. But like as many things, you know, people will say like Latin X and mm -hmm. uh, Latinos, but we're so different. You know, yeah. even the words of football could be super different for a person in the U.S. and for yeah. our Latin Americans. Yeah, I think growing up in Miami, though, that was always something that everyone understood because it's the language here is Spanglish. So it was very easy to just know what people meant, you know? It was, I always grew up around the Miami culture, which is Latinos, sí. and also Latinos that are, grew up in a family that's Latina, but were born in America, were born in the U.S., like me. I have, my mom is Colombian from Cartagena, Colombia, and my dad is from Spain. So I grew up with them and their culture in my household. So I never really felt 100% American, you know, but I've, I, I'm born here, so I am American. And that's part of the conversation that I would like to tell our community and everybody who's listening to the Zing at this moment, because we are just a melting pot of like yeah. and beautiful combinations of different cultures yeah. that all come together. And how can you, how do you feel when people say like, you know, you're all Latinos, it's like the you know, the Colombians and the Argentinians or the Venezuelans and the Mexicans could be at the same time Latinos, but so, so different. Yeah. Even, you know, the Cubans and Miami now becoming such a, a capital for, for all these different cultures. Yeah. Um, you know, would you be able to say, or like, you know, as a young person who grew up here, um, I think it's very important to have all that multicultural, but... Mm -hmm. 
usually you know like the Peruvian food is better than the Ecuadorian food and the Argentinians are better than the Brazilians in football but yeah. how like or they will say that but how do you how do you how do you see it or what's your take on it I think I don't what do you learn from it I think I I like that I was born in Miami mm -hmm. in the US Miami because I feel like Miami's <laughs> like, like Mi Miami's <laughs> its own breed you know it's its own space its own place you come here and it's a different kind of vibe and you only really know what I'm talking about if you've been here or yeah. if you're from here or if you live here and so I grew up with all different cultures people in my school weren't just Latinos weren't just American they were from all over the place I had a best friend in high school who was Iranian from Iran and that was a beautiful culture I got to learn from and be a part of in her family traditions And so I feel like Miami, I love being from here because I was exposed to a lot of different kinds of culture, not just Latino culture. And I think it's because the city has positioned itself to be a place where people feel welcomed. You know, people feel like you can be here because everyone's here, you know? It's, it's and I love that. I love that the city has opened up a space for everyone to come and, and, and compartir, to just be together, you know? Totalmente. Y creo que es lo, es, es lo que dices tú, eh, de, de aprender tantas diferentes culturas y, y, y tradiciones mm -hmm. y manías o, sí. o, o ideales de cada uno de ellos y respetarlos, ¿no? Ya, yeah. sí, sí, y... Yo también me sentía así, como que yo tenía mi cultura y mis amigos también compartían de mi cultura. Entonces no era solamente de una manera que yo tenía que respetar ellos, sino que ellos también me respetaban a mí. Claro. Y eso fue lo más bonito, porque siempre era una mezcla que I give and you take and you take and I give. You know, it's like we are together doing this, uh, this friendship and I think that's the beautiful thing of living and growing up in Miami. And I think that a little bit of that personality of multicultural It's a, it's a lot in like stapled in in your career. Yeah. Well, I think also just my household alone was a mix of cultures. I mean, my mom's from Cartagena, Colombia, which is very Latino, and my dad is from Spain, from a European household. So it was yeah. a very different custom. Even the way he speaks is different than the way I speak Spanish. You know, his Spanish has different conjugations, has different just ideas, and so it was beautiful because. I love that my parents always had a rule in the house, which was we speak Spanish in the house. So I was not allowed to speak English in the house, which is why I am bilingual, right. 100%. I read, write, and speak. And it was because of their rule that I'm able to be anywhere in the world and get by, you know, as, as a Spanish speaker. But I think it was beautiful because they, just having that in my household, prepared me to be out of the household, to know that not everyone is the same. You know, and not every culture is the same, but it's still a beautiful thing to combine and to learn from and celebrate. It's, it's, you're able to do that. It's, it's cap you're capable of doing that. You know, I have a very uh, peculiar upbringing. And uh, at some point, what I, what I really uh, love was like um, uh, the opportunity that my work and my career has given me to go back then. It was not like this world of of internet of, uh, or Miami was a very different place. Yeah, it's changed. Uh, you know, you're 20 something and uh, Miami was just a very few Cubans, mm -hmm. older people that were in retirement yeah. and three German photographers. 
yeah. and uh, that they were coming here because of the beautiful beaches. Yeah. But uh, through my career, modeling and then television and music and, and hosting, was able to travel to many other places. And I always would come back and say, like, you know, it's like uh, that mm-hmm. scene in Pulp Fiction when the guy goes, like, you know, the McDonald's, uh, what's better, Burger King or McDonald's? Yeah. How do you call it Big Mac in France? Le Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so... It, to being able to come back and tell my friends, this is how yeah. they do it over there, and this is, and now your generation has this window to the world through a phone, through an Instagram, or through yeah. an instant moment yeah. that you can see so many cultures. Besides the fact that you also already grew up in a city with yeah. all those different cultures, and uh, and and I am I'm, I'm curious because you're a person that at your young age. We'll go through a little bit of, of your career, but I'm very curious about you finding that, uh, that I don't know if to call it spirituality, but that purpose and in, uh, in the journey and not just the destination. Most people want to get from here to here now. Yeah. And, uh, and it's an immediate recompensation uh, or immediate, that immediate um, satisfaction. satisfaction. Yeah. I have an interesting take on social media because as a creative, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's giving me the spiritual ability to love my journey because I love being creative. And I've never thought of it as like, I have to do just one thing. You know, like I was always known from the beginning as a singer songwriter. That's mm-hmm. what I've been known for my whole life until recently that I decided to do a podcast. And I was so nervous to do it because I was like, everyone is going to think that I changed careers or that, you know, I can't do this because I sing and I write and that's what I should do. And that was a very limiting belief because I believe the complete opposite. I believe that there is no just one thing. Like, I don't think that that's no human is that, you know, like you can't just do one thing. You're a mom and uh, a friend. You're a friend and a sister, you know, so like you're never just one thing. Um, And when I realized that I gave myself permission to start something new and do it messy, do it scared, learn along the way. And I realized that that was what I wanted to do because what I mean is do things messy and just learn on the way because I felt that that was more beautiful than to have everything perfect or to do just one thing and never know. Like, what if I had done that? Or why can't I try that? Who says so? You know, why is it that I can't do that? And when I realized that I was the only one putting that limit on myself, the whole world opened up because I realized that I could do anything. Even after podcasting, if I want to try something else, I can do that, you know, and I don't have to do it the traditional way, maybe like what, you know, you have to learn how to do a podcast and then, then you figure it out. No, I started my podcast with two, like a cord headphones from Apple and my garage band on my, on my computer. And I just pressed record and I did it. And I think that that, that is what has been me you know my whole life has been a creative i've always said yes to creativity since i was little and with social media i think it's interesting because i think even the generation that is coming after me is i think it's harder for them because i was a part of a generation where i still had a childhood without tech Mm. i in eighth grade was when i 2008 i remember was when facebook became a thing for me And I remember school was talking about Facebook and I remember being like, I don't want to put my face online. Like, that's weird. It's unsafe. You know, it was it was a big thing. And I realized 
that I still, you know, I was in eighth grade, I was like 14, 15. So I had a whole 15 years of going to the park, going, playing soccer, being crazy with my friends, meeting up, knowing that we had to meet there because if not, no one could know where you were, you know? So I feel like we still, my generation still had a little bit of that. And I think the generation after me was the one that might have not had that as much. Mm. Um, maybe they have some recollection of it. So I think social media is a beautiful thing because it has given us the ability to create more and put our creativity out there in like another spectrum. Um, but it can also be hurtful because it can also have maybe some comparison issues, you know, judgment. You're afraid of what people will think. And I'm, I'm a victim to that. Like, I know what that's like. It's really hard sometimes to just put yourself out there and, you know, say, this is me. And mm -hmm. for people to know that people are going to look at that, maybe say something about you, you know, think something about you. So I think it goes both ways with social media. I think there's a very positive thing about it. And I think there could also be some, some hard things about it. Like everything in life, but what I think it's more interesting about, you know, you're a creative for sure. And I, re I, I connect to that as well because I started a, a career and I started studying marine biology and then I went into modeling and then I went into television and then I went into acting and then I went yeah. into social entrepreneur and soccer and soccer for girls. Yeah. And, you know, and then you write and then you start a podcast and then mm. you're a goodwill ambassador for United Nations and people is like, oh, you're all over the place. It doesn't happen the same with another, with like maybe, I don't know if to say it men or because, you know, I, I know entrepreneurs that they have a hospital and pharmaceuticals and then they have a TV channel or mm -hmm. a TV a, a network yeah. and nobody's saying, oh, you're all over the place. Yeah. But I think that you said something very important that uh, when you saw that the limit, it was only put by you yeah. and uh, that there's most of the time it's, I think it's something in our culture or in our upbringing that tells you. Um, stick to one thing stick to one thing yeah and uh and then as you said it's no human because we all evolve yeah and uh, the things are all connected because music and your writing and your prof your deepness mm -hmm. in your soul which i think it's interesting because there's so many podcasts out there yeah and it's like there when i started doing mm -hmm. the podcast i really wanted to do the podcast yeah. because i wanted you know to be able to to connect and to express and uh, and to to ask actually and by my own curiosity, the way we acted and those judgmental yeah. uh, ideas or those labels that they don't define us but they do limit us and yeah. I do believe that we have much more things in common as we were talking about different cultures and much more things in common than what divides us. At the yeah. end, we're just two two eyes and one heart. Yeah. Uh, and. But what, I, what I'm curious about is how you went in a generation that even though you had that social media and you still have that part of, of let's, maybe we have to meet at the park here yeah. and you didn't have a cell phone or now everybody that needs a GPS to go around the corner of their house, yeah. um, they don't know where the north, or we, the west or the east is. Mm -hmm. um, do you go so deep into finding the pursuit of the journey and the purpose? Like what made you go to... to telling this being out there and looking for that purpose in a generation that it's also also a satisfaction in the instant moment right away i think i got grounded because usually people talk about purpose when they're like 50 and they have midlife prices <laughs> you know find my purpose yeah i think i got grounded at a very early age because in middle school i was 
bullied by a group of girls mm. and that was I mean people think like why are you going to talk about that but it's it was a big part of my life because it taught me so much about how people can be very different than how you are you know and how you should always be kind like I always went, woke up went to school the same way every single day even no matter what they would say or do to me you know but that was the beginning of my journey where are they Just go find no, them. no. And you know what? That's also people are young, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure if we saw each other, it wouldn't be a big deal now. But it's when you're little, you don't know, you know. So I think it was a big moment for me because I went to high school with those girls after middle school. So I thought the journey was over there yeah. and it continued. And my freshman year of high school, I made a new friend at the new school and she was the only one that knew I could sing. And really, like, that I did it as a hobby at home. I would write songs and only show my family. And she was the only person I ever really told, like, yeah, I, I write. And she would hear my songs and she would remember the lyrics. And she, sophomore year, signed me up to be a part of the school talent show. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to get bullied, you know, like, this, this, the whole thing, I, I can't be on stage. And she's like, you should do it. And I went and auditioned and it was a, it was a full room of seniors And I remember being so intimidated because I was I always felt shy because I was always made fun of. And then I got into the audition and I ended up winning the talent show. And that moment was the best moment. Yeah. It, and this is why it relates, because that moment I realized that I'm powerful in the sense of like, why wasn't I going to do that? You know, and I realized in that moment that everyone realized who I was, you know, like they started recognizing me like, aren't you in my math class? You know, like, why are you always so quiet? Like you sing so well, you know, and I use music as my instrument to make friends, to make connections. And I, I'm knowing all this now because through the podcast, I'm talking to so many creative entrepreneurs that are young or older and they, everyone makes me look at my own story, you know? And I've realized that I've had that purpose of connecting and inspiring and creating since I was very little. I just didn't know. I was just doing it for fun. And, you know, through that, my whole life kind of unraveled there where I was like, oh, music is the thing I'm supposed to do because it's given me a voice. It's giving me a purpose to show people that, like, I write things I feel. And I started going to the school events. I started being asked to be the performer at the events. I was going to all the different things in my high school. Out of my high school, I would also sing. And it just became something that I realized gave me, like, it just opened me up. So she has an incredible voice, and she's the story that's going to go next to a movie. Because no. it's like Lady Gaga. <laughs> you know, she was bullied all the time in school. And sometimes yeah. the most creative people, are, they don't, you know, we... we, we We have different ways of, of adapting to, yeah. towards, um, you know, the regular norms or yeah. the dress codes or the walk the talks. Yeah. Know? So now then you, she became famous and it's like Cinderella. It's a story <laughs> of hope and, and, uh, and that's, that's amazing. So through the podcast, by the way, her podcast is called Pursue. The Journey, Journey of Pursue. Pursue. The yeah. Journey of Pursue. And it's incredible. It gives you a lot of of topics that um, yeah. are healing, you know, are a way because that Thank is you. a traumatic and I'm sorry you had to go through it. Sometimes kids, yeah. they're the, I could be so mean. Yeah, but it and made me who I am, you know. I, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I think it's an important thing to highlight because 
I don't regret that, you know, like I'm happy that that happened to me and it, it was horrible in the moment, you know, like it's a horrible thing to experience and I hope no one goes through that. But it's one of those things that it made me stronger. Like I re it really did. And I'm a great friend. I'm, I'm proud to say that mm. I'm a great friend because I know what it's like to not be a great friend. You know, I was treated the opposite. So when I have a, when my friends, like I love my friends. I take time to be with my friends. I support my friends. I care for my friends. And that has made me a better over, overall person, you know, because of that. True, so they say trauma, sometimes it's, you can um, overcome it through beauty. And you found the beauty in singing and using your voice and mm -hmm. making you stronger and in finding a place in life. Yeah. And uh, like we all have a voice and we all belong one way or another to this yeah. place. And I think the most insecure people are the ones who want to push you away and make you feel bad because it's always easier to put somebody's self-esteem down than mm -hmm. put yours up. Yeah. And um, it must also be the household coming yeah. from a loving family or, or not. Yeah. They probably have all those certain kind of insecurities that they portray it in very mean ways, mm -hmm. especially when they're kids. Yeah. But um, I was just wa listening to your podcast and watching sometimes of it that um, like how you also uh, keep, because we can talk about like how we feel great today. But we not feel great every single day. Yeah. When there's, we're gonna doubt ourselves. So like, you know, I did a whole podcast about. It. I don't know if you're familiar with the, with the, um, what's it called, the um, syndrome del impostor. Yeah. Imposter, Imposter syndrome. syndrome. Mm -hmm. And how even you you know it all. You study so much and you yeah. learn it and you lived it and you experience it and you're the yeah. best at it and mm -hmm. you don't believe it. Yeah. And um and you're so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you say, you caught yourself putting yourself, uh, you know, yeah. hitting yourself so hard. Yeah. Maybe not putting yourself down, but uh, being so tough yeah. to one's ourselves. So how can we learn a little bit more about how to lose that fear for whatever the changes that come into your life? Yeah. How to actually uh, celebrate small victories and understand that life, it's a roller coaster of different and emotions down. and all those emotions build you yeah. to be the person that you are. What, 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 what do you do to do that? 20 seconds of courage. <laughs> so how's that? I have 20 seconds of courage and I just <laughs> say, let's do it. I can't think about it too yeah. much. 20, 20 seconds of courage and just let's do it. Yeah, because I've realized that if I overthink it, mm -hmm. I just keep overthinking it's worse to be for me personally it's worse to be in my head than to try something mm. you know and so with the podcast with going and doing school with music and things like that like everything was 20 seconds of courage you know everything was just just do it like and figure it out and see what happens and for me it's worse to look back mm. and regret and be like i never did that why yeah. like i have nothing nothing stopping me and I was, it was, it's scarier for me to think that than to be like, well, I'm going to try it and then it fails and then I can just pivot. And that's why on my podcast, I, I usually ask all my guests two questions and I ask them, what do you think is your biggest failure and what do you think is your biggest success? Mm -hmm. And the failure one always gets uh, rephrased and it's exactly why I ask it because I want people to see how everyone rephrases it because everyone I think is so afraid of failure but if we realize it it's so normal like you you can't go through life not failing everything is meant to happen the way it's supposed to happen whether you try it or you don't and I've realized that 
on the podcast, everyone says, oh, I don't know if it's a failure, but it's a lesson. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. So what is your lesson? And I got that idea because the owner of Spanx, Sarah Blakely, yeah. she talked about this on a podcast a while ago, and she was talking about how her dad would ask her at the dinner table, what did you fail at today? And she was young and she was like, I never understood why my dad kept asking me that until she grew up older and, and, or she grew up and she was like, I realized that my dad reframed failure for me. So she was never afraid of trying things because she knew that awesome. that just meant try something else, pivot. Okay, it didn't work. Now you know that doesn't work. Try something else. And I made it such a point to do it on my podcast because that's everything. The journey of pursuing what you love is a trial and error. It's try something, try something else. This worked, this didn't work, try this again, pivot. This person told you this, okay, try that. Like it's all about trial and error and just trying things out. I love that, but also in the fact that like on the, on the, um, taking the, the, the thing the, into account that if, or I failed in this and could be an excuse of saying I'm just I failed and you change and you never finish anything. Mm -hmm. or constancy for me it's very important how do you promote resilience in doing something if if you believe that you're not good or that you fail because somebody told you no yeah or like at one point somebody told you no and then you just left it and dropped it and move into something else yeah. so what's what would you say is the difference between a uh, failure and pivoting to you know reframing failure and pivoting into something else yeah. but towards the fact that you know resilience and constant are something very important somebody does yeah. something for 10 years you say like dude maybe yeah. you're a stubborn <laughs> motherfucker yeah. or you're yeah. uh, or like you're doing something amazing yeah i think it's all about commitment like if you want to do something and you really truly believe in yourself that you're going to do that you should go for it no one no one can stop you because mm -hmm. if you truly believe in yourself it doesn't matter how long it takes you as long as you believe that you're doing something that you're going to love to do every single day of your life. Mm -hmm. There was something I read that I'm also a big reader. I'm a big self-development help like junkie. I love it so much. I could read for days. I love all of that stuff. Podcasting, listening to podcasting every day is what I do. It's like my big, my biggest passion. But I've read I read something that said, what would it be to keep you going for 16 years knowing that you could never make it? Like, what would it be to continue if you knew it would take you 16 years to make it? Like, what, what is it? Is it like the why, the passion? And I, I really do think it's you have to get so clear on why you're doing it. And everything I've ever done with my creativity, music, podcasting, even helping young women now that I'm like coaching them and I'm exploring that other avenue has always been to help people, has always been to connect with people and inspire people and show people that you can do anything you set your mind to. I think that consistency, that commitment mm -hmm. to yourself is what personally keeps me going. I, my, number, my, my number one priority is to get my mind right every day. Like every morning I wake up and I take care of myself first. I wake up really early to make sure that I have in my mind the like to be stable enough mm -hmm. to be able to do what I love no matter what happens that day. No matter if someone tells me that I'll never make a big podcast, no matter if someone tells me I'll never be the best songwriter, no matter, you know, it's just put, making yourself realize that you ultimately are the best. You are the decision that creates momentum, creates that, that consistency. But yeah, you also talk about the, the fact of how important it is what the validation from other people uh, of, uh, of you believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. 
how do you work on that? My, to, to believe in myself? Yeah, because we've said several times, mm -hmm. like, and it, it does affect us all. Yeah, all of I just us. Wanna, I'm curious, how do you manage it of not being affected by other people's opinion? They all have the right to have an opinion and way too many people have. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it shouldn't be a yeah. right. It should be limited. <laughs> <laughs> But um, how does sometimes one of those negative comments will drop you down even though you know you're the best singer-songwriter and composer. She even has a Grammy and she's being so humble here. <laughs> <laughs> That is like, even if somebody tells me I'm not the best, <laughs> well, you already have a Grammy. So talk to this one. <laughs> I so think how do you work on not, not letting that affect you? I think it's knowing yourself. I know my why. I know what I want to do. And I know who I have in my corner that completely supports me. And whoever isn't in my corner supporting me, I don't need them in my life. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes people feel like that's too harsh. Like you shouldn't cut people off so quickly. It's like I'm not cutting anyone off until you make me, you know, you give me a reason to cut you off. I won't, you know, but With people that don't know me on the internet and they want to say something bad about me, you don't know my whole story. You don't know what I go through every day in my, in my home. You know, you don't know the conversations I have with my family, with my friends. You don't know the day-to-day. -day. And I think a lot of people confuse social media for reality. Mm. You don't know everyone's story. You don't actually know what's going on behind the screen. That person could be fine and dandy for the seven stories that they're going to post that day and they could have the biggest fight at home that night and then they go up and wake up in the morning and they start like if nothing so you never know what someone's going through and I have always known that like I've always been very compassionate towards people because I know that people don't know my whole story mm. and they might think they do but they don't and so if they have space in their life to put negativity in someone else's life I don't need to accept that and I think knowing again going back knowing your why knowing You know, the reason why you do what you do always keeps me going. Yeah. I have, you know, the people that I'm, I've been helping now with the podcast that write to me saying like, this podcast was amazing, or I started journaling because of you. I've figured out what I want to do because of you. I know that there are opportunities now because of the podcast. That's enough for me to keep going. You know, like one person's life to be affected by anything I do is incredible I, i can't even believe sometimes that people listen you know and actually want to tell me that they listen yeah and that's always been the case with my creativity uh, i think that's the biggest satisfaction that you can actually put some words or actions out there that can serve others mm -hmm. to find that ease in their lives to ease yeah. that pain or that overwhelmness that we have of pressure every single day i was listening to one of your videos that you were also with the guitar And um, you mentioned something about that at your young age, everybody expects you to have it all figured out. Yeah. So when does that why changes and what happens in that change or how do you manage that change being since a young age, changing yeah. from music, composer, not changing, yeah. but exploring other creativity uh, or creative outlets in your life? I think it comes with experience because, and I'm, 28 I'm just saying I think experience because it's crazy to think but I've been on social media for 10 years yeah that is insane to think about that I was 18 I when I was already 18 I already had a few years of it so maybe more than yeah more than 10 years more of experience on social media and 
social media has changed so much and those experiences of what you feel you know that imposter syndrome that not knowing if this was good enough you know i don't have this all figured out i've gone through those ebbs and flows like i'm here right now confident because i've done the work on myself that's a priority of mine to work on my mindset so that i can continue doing what i love to do in in a way that serves others because if i don't have my mindset right i probably can't help other people you know so for me that's been my priority and i think that the experience of going through hard times on social media going through hard times with my creativity shifting from just doing pod, uh, songwriting and music to podcasting and helping other people that was a jump i took a leap of yeah. faith that i just said i'm gonna try it and when i had the idea for the podcast the way i introduced it was that i messaged most of my creative friends i used to live in los angeles mm-hmm. And I messaged them and I said, I have this idea. I think your story is incredible. What do you think about this podcast? I want to interview you and I want to know your story. And everyone said, go for it. I'll do it. I'll be on your podcast. And that's why I was like, I have nothing to lose here. I have nothing to lose here. No, I think, like, listen, after working in big networks of television for many years, there was not this freedom that you can just plug a microphone yeah. and be able to have your own narrative yeah. and express your own narrative and connect yeah. to different people that yeah. are maybe going through the same things or looking for different answers or just to have a laugh yeah because i think comedy is also very very important yeah. maybe in a few years we'll we'll see her going as a comedian <laughs> i don't think so but maybe <laughs> never say never why not yeah. listen in my experience life um life coaching and everything if there's no humor uh yeah there's uh there's a lot pain is inevitable But the suffering, lingering the suffering is what most people do. And the only way to pass that, I think, it's just to laugh at yourself, at everything around it, with kindness, with humbleness, and with a lot of love. And uh, you seem to have all of that. One uh, question. Have you ever hit rock bottom? Of course. Of course. I think I I hit it this year, in the beginning of this year. And I think that's why I'm here right now, because I've done so much work on myself to be able to realize that I have everything it takes, just like I had everything it took to win a Latin Grammy, just like I had everything it took to start a podcast from scratch with no one's help, just like I have everything it you know, takes to change my mind and to do whatever I want you know, again and again and again. But I think I hit it because I left Los Angeles after four years of living there and I, it wasn't enough. You know, I, I felt like I got everything I needed to get from in LA. I think I'll always visit and have friends there and it'll always be maybe a place I go for creativity projects and stuff, creative product projects. But with the pandemic, LA really changed for me because a lot of the lockdown was you had to really stay home. I stayed home for a whole year. Wow. It was very severe over there. And I mean, in a lot of places, right? Like a lot of people had to go through that really. All by yourself? I, no, I had a roommate and I met my boyfriend the year of COVID. So 2020. January of 2020. January of 2020. Okay, just before. Just before. And I mean, I had a great support system there. But I realized that I needed more. And so I made the big move to Madrid because I had always wanted to live in Europe because my dad is Spanish and I always wanted that experience. And it was the best time because I could work from anywhere and everyone was doing it. So I told my boyfriend, love you. If you support me, I hope you do. I'm going to go do this. And he did 100% support me. Never said no. And I went there uh, by myself and I went, I had a cousin there. I stayed with her for a month, but then she left and I was alone in a city that I had never really lived or been to that much. 
I had gone like when I was little and I had to do everything alone. And I think I hit rock bottom because it was the first time I realized that everything is up to me. Mm. You know, where I want to go eat dinner, who I want to go see. Is there a show I want to go to? It was all alone. It was all by myself. And I had nothing really there to guide me. Yeah. It was more waking up every day being like, okay, it's a new day. You have to work, you know, at this time and this thing, but you have this amount of time to do whatever you want. What is it that you want to do? And it was the first time that I had to really ask myself hard questions. Like, do I want to continue doing songwriting full time? Should I only do the podcast? No, it doesn't seem like that's the best choice. I feel like I can do all the things I want to do. Why should I stop? And so I realized in Madrid, it was the best year or it has been the best year because I, I really moved there at the beginning of this year. It has been the best year because I had to confide in myself. I had to really look within myself to realize that I have everything it takes. I'm completely up to myself. Whoever is going to stop me is going to be me. Like that's the ultimate limit is yourself. And I had limiting beliefs. I still have limiting beliefs. I don't think that ever really truly goes away because you build those also as you get older. So I think... I just took it upon myself to try to become the best version of myself so that I can not only be good for me and my health, but for my family, for my friends, and for the creative projects I want to do to help other women do the same. Because I have seen my friends go through hard times and they always come to me. And I'm flattered, you know, because I, I love that I'm able to help people, but I definitely have to always go back to why is it that I can help them, you know? I, I know what that's like to have a rock bottom, you know, a hard, a hard moment with yourself of realizing that you are completely up to yourself. And I think that that's, I got out of that rock bottom by, by working on myself every day. So what are the three things that we would say that you get to, to work on yourself? You journal, you do the, right, the, the questions, you, uh, what else? And... To lose, the, to lose the fear and to work on yourself, which, which will be the three, three tools that you tell to your friends or that we can find, or you can tell me right now, <laughs> you know, which are those three tools that we can apply to our daily lives yeah. um, to wake up, get that mindset, change those negative thoughts. So when you hear yeah. that little voice, how to stop them. Yeah. And to think positive yeah. and to stay calm, cool, and collected, <laughs> which I think that, that, will, that will be the three takes of the conversation. Yeah. Stay, stay cool, calm, and collected yeah. under any circumstance. <laughs> Don't fear change. Go You've through your this. creative yeah. past. Take a jump of, of faith, yeah. a leap of faith, yeah. and break those, um, those barriers, barriers of the, the limits are only here. Yeah, they're really only there. And when I realized that, when I realized that it's ultimately all up here because there are just so many different stories you can look up of people that are successful that have gone through so many worse obstacles you know and things that you could never imagine and so when when does all this spirituality and cool cool calm and collected when for instance let's not say that it's a true but like your boyfriend you find out that he's Messing out with your best friend. Oh my. So, do you still keep it cool, calm, and collected? You're like, ah, I kill her. You, know, you, you have to learn when to, <laughs> when to, I think, <laughs> see the situation as it is, you know? I think ultimately, um, I'll go back to your question also about the three things, but 
I think ultimately is knowing how to handle yourself, knowing what you deserve, knowing what you want and asking for that, mm-hmm. having that. If someone disrespects you, let's say it is. <laughs> no, I'm I'm so sorry. I think that would be a situation where I would just walk away, you know, because that's not what I deserve. And I've gone through horrible relationships where mm-hmm. I know what that is like and I'm never going back there. So... I've done the work on myself to know what I need and what I deserve. And thankfully, because I think I really believe that because of the work I've done, I was able to attract a partner that is 100% everything I've ever wanted. But it wasn't until I was going to I had to go through those bad relationships and those bad people that did horrible things, cheated, everything, all the different things that I knew what I didn't want and I knew what I deserved, you know. So I think. Go, you know you there's a time and place for everything yeah and no, but sometimes yeah. I, I mean like until like until when like you ke- can keep it cool cool, cool calm and collected <laughs> and like sometimes you i know, mean ultimately you're a great person but when <laughs> yeah. some things happen there's like yeah you know there's uh, no negotiable yeah yeah i i think every situation is different but i would hope that because of everything i've learned and worked on i would know how to handle that the best way you know and to know your value i think yeah. as you said you know you um, you already know what what you what you're worth your value what you deserve what you want yeah and uh, you attract that yeah so um, i can't wait to go to your wedding very soon <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> thank you thank you dre for being here at the zing with us everybody check her out thank um, you she's incredible musician speak, spokesperson life coach with a lot of of power and and hope and spirituality thank and thank you for giving that to the world because we all need it so much oh Nowadays, no thank more you than ever. check her out at the the pursuit of, of journey the journey of pursuit <laughs> i'm dyslexic the journey of pursuit you got this you the got journey it. of pursuit the journey of pursuit you got it Maybe the pursuit of journey. No, the journey. Was- <laughs> yeah. I'm you gonna get confused. The zing with double G, very simple. Thank you guys. Muchísimas gracias. Espero que la hayan disfrutado. Síganla. Muchas gracias. Andrea López y en el journey of pursuit. The journey of pursuit. You got it. <laughs> Nos vemos muy pronto. Seguimos. Y bueno, para la comunidad de Patreon tenemos unas eh, preguntas exclusivas que vamos a estar hablando con Dre. Así que, stay tuned, conéctense, denle corazoncitos al YouTube y todas las demás. Ya sabes, pueden escuchar de Zing, en donde escuchen todas sus plataformas de podcast y en el canal de YouTube. Suscríbanse y muchos corazones. Los quiero mucho. Besos, besos. Love you.